Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Jiggy Jaguar radio program continues. ChiggyJaguar.us. Check it out today. ChiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information. Also watch us live on video. Listen to us live when we do the uh, live radio broadcast. Participate in social media with us. Facebook and Twitter are there as well. And download and stream our podcasts and our videos. You can do everything inside of our lovely, lovely app. Check it out today. ChiggyJaguar.us or download it in the iPhone or Android stores. Today, we have a very, very, very entertaining uh, guest with us today here on our broadcast. Ann Specker's going to join us here in a few moments. Check out annspecker.com. That's A- N-N-E-S-P-E-C-K-H-A-R-D dot com. We're going to be talking with her for about 30 minutes here about uh, some various topics. She's got a lot a lot of information. You've seen her on Fox News, ABC, and many others. She's a world-renowned expert on counterterrorism. She's also an expert on post-traumatic stress disorder. She's a forensic expert as well, and uh, she's with us today here on our broadcast. And um, ISIS kills its own is going to be our first topic here on our program. They were among dozens of ISIS members killed by their own leadership in recent months in a vicious purge after a string of airstrikes killed prominent figures. They have turned, killing off dozens of the their own in hunt for spies. The fear of informants has fueled paranoia among the militants' ranks. A mobile phone or internet connection can raise suspicions. And a warning to others, ISIS had displayed the bodies of some basically suspected spies in public in the hopes of scaring them out. What does this all mean for their opposition? And with us today is world-renowned expert on psychology of terrorism, Dr. Ann Speckard. She's been with us many times before. She's a uh, best-selling author as well. Uh, Doctor, first of all, give us your thoughts on this whole thing with ISIS killing its own. Sure, Shaggy. First, I want to tell your readers, though, or your listeners, if they're readers, mm-hmm. we have a new book out. It's called ISIS Defectors, Inside Stories of the Terrorist Caliphate. And it's based on our interviews with actual defectors. So let me tell you what I've learned from these defectors. Okay. Um, first of all, now that the caliphate's been declared, you used to be able to go to ISIS and leave. You know, and Europeans and... Uh, People from all over the world, 30,000 people streamed in to help the uprising in Syria. Many of them joined ISIS. And in the beginning, if you went, you were very respected for coming and helping because, you know, let's face it, we all know that Assad's not a good guy. But now it's turned to the point where ISIS says they have a caliphate. If you came to join it, you're right on. And if you want to leave, you'll be murdered. So... They murder anybody that leaves them, except for the women. 
If the women try to leave them, they take them back to Raqqa and they don't know what happens to them. Probably they're forced into another marriage. But uh, as far as traitors and spies, it's very interesting because this is one of the first terrorist groups that we've seen that takes all comers. So they invite everybody from around the world to come and join them. They do a short investigation when you arrive, and, and they also try to figure out who do you know already in the group. Can someone give you a referral? Are you for real? Or has some foreign country sent you as a spy? Yeah. And if you're a spy, if you're a real spy, it's really interesting. You can put GPS locators in places where your country can then bomb, right? So they're terrified of people that might be guiding the bombers. And they're also terrified of anybody that might uh, stand up against them and create an uprising within their own ranks. So they just decimate anybody that they think is against them. Now, we've, we've got Dr. Ann Speckard with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. She's the director of the uh, Holocaust Survivors Oral Histories Project, and uh, she is also with us today talking about ISIS killing its own. Now, you bring up an interesting point there when you said something about how if they're, if they're females, they're not killed, they're just taken back uh, and... Nobody really knows what happens to them. They might be in, into a forced marriage, something like that. Why is it that that ISIS has uh, all? They have a little bit of compassion for females uh, when when we've heard all these different stories in the past about how that they, they just they basically have no respect for anybody. Well, I wouldn't say that they respect the females. They need them. So yeah. one of the draws Tunisia is the country that's given the most people to ISIS, and. Tunisia is a place where unemployment's really high. Um, it's conservative society. So if you don't have a job and you're a young man, you can't get married. And you also can't get sex because, you know, it's not like here where you could have a girlfriend and potentially be sleeping with her. Yeah. No way in Tunisia. So a lot of Tunisians have gone to ISIS because they're, they're upset about world events. They're upset about the uprising. They think if they die, they'll be a martyr. And they have this promise that they'll get a wife. So, you know, that's no small thing to a young man. You'll get sex. And um, men from all over the world are delighted with this prospect that someone will set them up in a marriage. But they've got a shortage of women. So, and a lot of um, people that come from other places don't want to marry a Syrian because Syrians are quite conservative. So let's say you come from Europe your idea of marriage might be quite different than a Syrian. She views her wife as her role as wife and mother, not necessarily as a lover and sexual partner. But if you have the opportunity to marry a woman from your own culture, you might match each other better. So they don't want to kill these women. They want to force them into remarrying. We've got uh, Dr. Ann Speckard with us today. She joins us live here on... Uh a interesting, interesting day. We're, we're discussing terrorism. We're also uh, going to be talking about her brand new book here in a few moments as well. The topic in this first segment is ISIS Kills Its Own. And um, what what is basically when, when they, as I mentioned earlier, they they basically try to try to get the folks that they believe that are spies to essentially put some fear into them, have them come forward. Um what what would be a better tactic, I guess, rather than just doing a mass killing, as, as I mentioned earlier? 
Well, I think most countries do, um, you know, have capital punishment for treason. I don't know how the Europeans handle treason because they don't have capital punishment. Maybe they put you in jail for a good long time, but they don't even have long jail sentences. But, you know, that's not so unusual. And they are really terrified of that because uh, a lot of Russians have come, and the ones from Chechnya are known as the elite forces. They're basically the seals of ISIS because those Chechens have fought for so long in their own country against the Russians. And they tell us that the Chechens are suicide bomb belts so that if somebody gets to them and can capture them, they explode themselves. And they do that in Chechnya, too. And they started that because if the Russians capture them, they torture them. So the Chechens came up with this uh, slogan, Victory or Paradise. So, you know, either they're victorious or they die and go to paradise. They don't care. And, um, and they've carried that into ISIS as well. But with Russians coming in and then the Russians bombing, if somebody is a spy and he geolocates for uh, the bombers, and they think how devastating that could be to the group. And, um, you know, they don't want those people, but, you know, you don't always know when you have a spy because the spy's not going to admit it. <laughs> no, uh, no, that wouldn't be a very good spy, doctor, <laughs> if, no, if they went out and admitted it. Yeah. And um, one thing I want to tell your viewers, and I don't know if you know this, Jakey, but we, um, we released our book on Tuesday. Yes. And we also released our first video. Oh. And... They're actually of ISIS defectors speaking, so you can link them to your web website, and then your viewers can uh, find them. Definitely, we will do ICSVE that. They're on our ISVE YouTube channel, and they're so we have uh, we've taken 38 interviews of ISIS defectors and 45 interviews total, and we have most of them on video. We're trying to get donors, so if anybody wants to go to our website and donate, please do. We're a 501c. And we have two videos cut already of all of these videos that we take in, and they're absolutely astounding. You'll see five minutes of an ISIS defector talking. Um, they were made by a Hollywood uh, filmmaker, and they're just amazing. But we did it with the shoestring, and we're so proud of ourselves, and we're going to keep going. And we're putting these on social media to fight with ISIS, because I don't know if you know, but the main recruiting method of ISIS in the West is over the Internet. All yes. Cases, we have a thousand in the U.S. They're all recruited by social media. Now, now, Dr. Ann, let's let us talk about the book. Let, let, let's take our next segment here and uh, and discuss the book. Um, with, with this book, how, how does this compare, first of all, to the other books you've written in the past? Uh, well, it's uh, similar to the other books. I've got one book called Talking to Terrorists, and it's a great big fat thing, but it's actually easy to read. And... I just I decided to write it in a way that's really accessible to anybody. So I took the transcript of the person talking to us, and I wrote it as a story. I mean, it's a true story. It's what he says, and it's us interviewing him, me and my um, Turkish colleague, Ahmet Yala. And Ahmet, by the way, um, was located in Turkey and was agreeing with me to try to find these ISIS defectors because a lot of them live in the south of Turkey. And we, when we got about on our number six or number eight interview, I'm not sure which, um, he got a threat to his life. So he passed wow. his family and he left. <laughs> and wow. he's been living here in Washington, D.C., squirreled up in a tiny apartment, you know, a one-bedroom for his wife, himself, and his two kids. But he's carried on. He found another person to run our studio in Turkey, and we've continued that we have 32 Syrians that have talked to us. 
And wow. um, it's quite amazing. Nobody else has interviews like this and videotaped. They're just like really telling your viewers to go to YouTube and watch these videos. One is of a little boy that was a suicide bomber. He was about to be sent as a suicide bomber, and he talks about six-year-olds being pulled into a car with explosives, told to pull the handbrakes when they get to their target. They don't even know that they're going to explode themselves. Then older kids being told, you'll go straight to paradise. Here, take this medicine. And, you know, this is the greatest thing ever. These are all our enemies. They're, they're horrible. When, in fact, um, when this little kid, his name's Omar, saw actual videos of what was happening, because they never saw what happened on the other end. They just saw their friends going off in bomb-laden vehicles. They were exploiting themselves among civilians half the time, and he understood it was very wrong, plus he didn't want to die that way, and he didn't believe he would go straight to paradise, and my personal belief is maybe they go straight to hell, but um, he ran away, and he gave us this interview, and it's just amazing. And he and others told us when you go through Sharia training, ISIS, now that it has its caliphate, requires everyone to go through two to three weeks of Sharia training. And at the end, they bring you a prisoner, and your job is to behead the prisoner. So imagine everybody that joins ISIS nowadays has serious blood on their hands. Absolutely, absolutely amazing conversation today here with Dr. Ann Speckard. ISIS kills its own. We talked a little bit about that earlier. We're talking about her her brand new book. Uh, now you've got a lot of cool interviews in here. You've you've got a lot of detailed information. Um, how how did you amass some of this? Did 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 you hunt some of these people down and they hunt you down? How 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 did you get some of these folks in the book? <laughs> no, they. They haven't hunted me down, thankfully, <laughs> yet, and I, I hope that doesn't happen. But yeah, we hunted them down, and I want to give full credit to my partner, Amit Yala. Um, Amit's my co-author on the book, and yeah. we did these research interviews together for the most part. The ones in Europe and the ones in Balkans, I did myself, but he's my partner. He's the deputy director at the center, and um, I'd also direct your viewers to our center. It's uh, WWICS. That's the International Center for the Study of Violent Extremism. And um, we're putting up internet memes there. We're putting up uh, videos. And anybody can use these videos. If you're doing a prevention effort, if you want to post them on your website, if you want to tweet them all over everywhere, please do. I mean, we hope that the people that are consuming ISIS videos, and we named them called ISIS names, like the Glorious Consumers Caliphate or... The other guy is a, um, a guard of sex slaves, and he said it just absolutely horrified him to see 475 women in a prison, and the men would come, because foreign fighters get a sex slave, the men would come, he'd let them in 10 by 10, they'd each take a woman back to the room where they raped her, and then he'd see them afterwards, and one woman died as a result because she was so brutally raped, and he tells his story, so you can see that video, but we hope that these videos will be seen by people that are looking for ISIS materials, and we've uh, alerted YouTube and alerted Google, don't take these down. These aren't ISIS. They look like ISIS, but they're, they're the good side. And uh, we hope our videos get seen by people that are consuming ISIS propaganda and that it really stops them in their tracks, you know, so that they... They understand, okay, there are injustices in this world, and that's what ISIS is selling. They're, ISIS is selling if you're off your tracks, if your life's not good, 
Um, if you can't figure out how to make it, if you think the world is unjust, we offer a completely alternative system. And we're building it, and it's going to take a lot of violence to get there, but eventually it's going to be fantastic. If you're Muslim, you're going to love it. And people buy it. And what we want to do is interfere with that uh, sales process. We've got Dr. Ann Speckard with us today. Uh, the ISIS Defector Project is... Uh, what we're talking about today, uh, Dr. Ann and her uh, co-author uh, are experts in research uh, psychology and, of course, law enforcement counterterrorism. They're interviewing ISIS. They've completed interviews with about 38 ISIS defectors, men, women, children, 32 from Syria, six from the Balkans, two European returnees and European parents of those who uh, went to fight jihad in Syria. Now, uh, comparing... Some of the different stories, of course, we all understand they're, they're all ISIS defectors, but um, what what stands out from the folks that you interviewed that are Syrian to uh, some of the folks that were from the Balkans? Okay, well, Jiggy, terrorism is always contextual, and terrorists yes. are really smart these days, and they try to take advantage of whatever's wrong in your life. And so we know when they're um, recruiting on social media, if you like them and retweet them, they contact you. And then they find out, you know, what are your needs? So let's say you're living in Brussels, where we did some interviews. The unemployment rate in Molenbeek for North African uh, Belgians is 45%. So they know you don't have a job. If you don't have a job, you're unlikely to be able to get married. You're probably not making it with the ladies too well. Um, you probably feel disaffected. So they tell you, well, if you come to us, being a Muslim is an honored thing. And we'll get you a lady, and we'll employ you. We'll give you a house. We'll give you everything. We'll give you a food allowance. We'll give you a propane tank. And I just talked to an Albanian that was telling us about the great house he had right on the river and how all the ladies gathered every day in his house and um, how great it was. Um, he wasn't out. And sadly, some of the Europeans that I've talked to aren't out. They're, they still like ISIS. They're home, and they still like ISIS. And that's very dangerous. But... Contextually, if you're living where in a place where, you know, the government is providing for you, giving you health care, giving you unemployment, the reasons that you would go is that you're dissatisfied with your life and you're angry over Assad and, you know, the different injustices in the world. If you're Syrian, you'll go because you'll join because you're a, a fighter that um, you've been in Al-Nusra and you're captured and they're either going to kill you or they give you a chance to join. Well, what are you going to do? Or, yeah. um, or they take over your territory and your young kid and the sheikh comes and preaches and he's preaching this glorious caliphate and saying, uh, we have a lot of oil in this country, we're all going to be, be living prosperous, come and join us and you'll get an income even right now. And, you know, the kids think, wow, that's great. And they join. So that's how Omar joins, the little kid. Or um, older people that are more mature and thinking, I'm not so sure about this. They join because economically, if you don't join, ISIS controls everything in your territory and you'll eventually starve. We've got a great guest with us today here on our lineup media program. Dr. Ann Specker joins us. We're talking about the ISIS Defector Project that she and her uh, co-author, Dr. Yala, are um, putting together. They, they have interviewed so far 32 from Syria, 6 from the Balkans, 2 European returnees, and European parents who went to fight jihad in Syria. Basically, ISIS defectors. And... Um, 
you've got about 45 interviews on video. Uh, you've got an including uh, one of a high-ranking commander, a European returnee who remains radicalized and a teen who was just 13 when he volunteered for ISIS. Tell us about uh, how, how would someone who was, uh, you know, this high-ranking commander, why would they decide one day after, you know, going through all of this, yeah, no, I'm just done with this. I'm taking off. How, how, how does that work? What, what's, the, what's the mindset there? Well, mindset's interesting, Jiggy. They, when they go through Sharia training, everybody has described to me that the trainer was amazing. They bring in people from Jordan, Saudi, uh, UAE, and these people are really well-versed in, and scholars in Islam. And the ordinary Syrians weren't. So they tell them, we're building this caliphate, it's going to be beautiful, and it's going to be based on our religion. Let us teach you what the religion really is. And Syrians are conservative, but, you know, they don't normally dress in burqas and the whole deal and the cobs. But they tell them, these are the reasons that we do these things. And, and, you know, here's the justification for it. And we're the true religion, and we really have to understand that everybody else is not, even other Muslims. They're not, and we should kill them unless they join us. And they just go through everything, but they point to real things. Like they say, Assad is raping our women, which is true. And if you're not willing to join us and fight and make the good and right, then you should just buy a packet of birth control pills and send it to your sisters. Because, you know, while they're being raped, at least they won't get pregnant. And they shame the men. And everyone, even battle-hardened fighters that came from Nusra and Free Syrian Army, tell us, these guys just, like, had me in tears. And I was ready to volunteer and say, me, I'll go as a martyr. And they tell them, your bride is paradise. And sometimes, you know, in times like this, you have to give up your life. So it's just like every other revolution where there's very charismatic people that speak and, you know, move the revolution forward. But what happens, and of course they can manipulate children easily, but when the people get out of Sharia training, you know, their eyes have been lit up. They think this, um, this trainer is, you know, close to God himself, that he's, they all describe him as bright and beautiful and, and filled with good. But they get out, well, first they've had to massacre somebody, kill somebody, they had them. Then they get out and they see the reality. And the reality is that ISIS is a really despicable group. It's not Islamic. Um, they're covering up for rapes, murders. If you're a foreign fighter, you can name anybody you want. You can say, that guy, he stole something. That guy, he's uh, dealing in cigarettes. That guy raped somebody. And he'll be killed. So if you're a Syrian, you're thinking, you know, I better not get on the wrong side of any foreign fighters. And, you know, everybody, no matter who you are, you start to see that it's a big hypocrisy. And you may be afraid for your own life. Like the guard of the sex slaves said, he was watching these women being raped. And they weren't just Yazidi women. And I feel pity for any woman that's raped. But you have to understand that a Sunni group like ISIS that would take Sunni women and rape them, which they do do. It's just like horrendous in their in their minds. It's against their ideology. Even ISIS has a fatwa that says we don't take believers as sex slaves, but they do. But they keep it secret. So he knew the truth, and he went home and told his women folk, and he said um, to his wife and his sisters, this is what's going on in the prison. And they said, oh, my God. 
it, what if you got on the wrong side of ISIS? What if they killed you? We'd be in that prison next, being raped. Um, at any cost, let's run for our lives, which they did. We've got Dr. Ann Speckard with us today. She joins us live here on our lineup media presentation and uh, talking about uh, a project that she's involved with, the International ISIS Defector Project. And uh, she has some video available. They've also got uh, some stills. We'll have links on our websites to, uh, to all of this. Now, you guys have put up... 100 plus memes to basically infiltrate ISIS where, where it's finding its great its greatest success with social media um, this th- this is a unique way of I, I guess beating them at their own game when did you guys come up with some of these ideas well it was last fall um, I had the idea and I pitched it to a funder and the funder said okay go try and I said, I don't know if I can get ISIS on video. And in fact, I think it's unlikely. I'm an American Christian woman, and they'll probably kill me if I try that. But I think I can get some terrorists on video to say, it didn't really work out for me that well, and this is how they tricked me into believing it was good, and it wasn't good, and now I'm out, and this is how it's ruined my life. But it just so happens that I met Ahmed, and Ahmed and I got deep in with the Syrians in Turkey, um, 100% due to Ahmed. He's the one that uh, managed that. And together we made all these interviews. Then I got in in the Balkans. Then I got in, I used to live in Belgium for seven years, got in in different places in Europe and made more interviews. And we ended up with all these interviews. And we got most of them on videotape. I'm the kind of person that people usually trust me. And I, and I do treat my interview subjects with respect no matter what they've done. And I'm very careful with their interview material that, I don't treat them unfairly in any way. And basically, almost all of them want to denounce ISIS. We asked them at the end of the interview, what would your advice be to someone that's thinking about joining? And Syrians will say, I'm a Syrian. If you think you're coming to help Syrians, you're so wrong. They're killing Syrians. They're killing Sunni Muslims. They're raping Sunni women. And they're not Islamic. This is not an Islamic state. Stay home. Study. Do anything. you know, send guns to the other groups, but not to ISIS, don't join ISIS. And um, uh, the, the Europeans, some say, like the woman I interviewed, she, she um, was told, finally, you can leave ISIS. She's pregnant. Her husband had been killed. Um, you can leave, but you need to keep, keep your baby here. You need to have your baby and nurse your baby and leave it here, if you can imagine. But anyway, we we knew that if we got these voices, insiders, to actually speak, that, and, you know, everyone says, where's the Muslim voices? Where are the voices, you know, speaking back against ISIS? And my view on that has always been, we have to help them. You know, not everybody's well organized and knows how to do this, but we can capture their voices on on internet and I mean on uh, video yeah. and defectors are scared they're living in fear they're hiding I mean they're not going to go and make their own video and put it on the internet no um, they <laughs> need somebody like us to do it well, this this has definitely been an interesting conversation. We've been talking with Dr. Ann Specker today. Um, she has got this incredible project with her co-author. It's called the ISIS Defector Project. And uh, before we let you go, give us a little bit more details on this and, and where folks can uh, can donate and, and help you guys uh, continue this, this project. Thank you, Jiggy. The, the website is 
I for international, C for center, so I-C-S for the study, so I-C-S-V-E. Uh, and that's the International Center for the Study of Violent Extremism. And we've got a PayPal thing there, or you can contact us and say you want to write us a big fat check. <laughs> and we are a 501C now. It took us a while to become a 501C, but we are one. And we are desperately in need of funding. We have 45 videos that we'd like to cut. And video editors are expensive. Yes. Um, we did crowdsource, and uh, the videos that we have already... We begged everyone around the world to give us a translation of the transcript. And if you look on our YouTube channel, which is also ICSVE, you'll see a couple of the videos in Albanian, German, uh, Chinese, a lot of different languages. And we're going for as many languages as possible on every video. Same thing with the memes. And, uh, but, you know, there's only so much you can do with absolutely no money. Yes. And uh, so please donate. And if you want to read our book, it's called ISIS Defectors, Inside Stories of the Terrorist Caliphate. If you get the Kindle version, it links to the um, actual uh, videos and has uh, pictures and other videos of ISIS things. If you get the hardcover version, uh, you get to read print. And, uh, but it doesn't uh, do cool things like link to the Internet. And I uh, hope you like our book. It's, it's written like a thriller, actually, because it follows Ahmet and him running away while we're doing the interviews and then ends with a little surprise about me. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Ann, I, I appreciate you being with us this week. And uh, good luck with everything, and keep us updated on all the projects, my friend. Thank you so much. Bye, Jiggy. Definitely. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. Thank you, Doctor. We're going to take a time out and come back with more. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.